Folks, we, we, we launched into February, and, and as I stated, we're going to talk a little bit about relationships, a little bit about relationships. Now, you can be in the house and not be involved in a marital relationship. This is still going to apply to you because all of us should have a relationship with God, and uh, uh, you apply that in anywhere, in, in any part of this, and that's actually how we're going to bring this about this morning and and uh, the title of this this series is it isn't easy I almost said ain't but uh, again as I said last word uh, last week ain't's not a word so you can't really have that in your message title it isn't easy it isn't easy relationships folks would say you know what it isn't easy we're struggling with this we're struggling with that and I got a little side note at the end of of that it isn't easy or is it or is it? I, I, I think one of the reasons and the major reason that, that folks have issues and folks have difficulty is because they are, they are going about things the same way that the world goes about things. If you put a God concept and a God vision in your life, then, then things can be easy. There will be hard times. There will be difficult times. But with the Lord, uh, you can do all things through, through Christ. There is a world's way. And there is a God's way. There's a world's way and there is a God's way. Romans chapter 12, verse number 2. We talked about it on this past Thursday night on First Thursday. I do want to mention again that, that uh, this week there will be no Thursday night. Uh, none again until First Thursday uh, in, in March. And I want to thank those that, that responded to what we said last Sunday with encouraging you to be here on, on First Thursday. And I'm proud of the ones that came and, and uh, just was a lot better feeling here for that First Thursday this past Thursday night. But Romans chapter 12 verse number 2 says don't copy, and this is the NLT version don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world don't don't copy uh, 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 what the world is doing because folks the world has a way it, it has behaviors and it, and the world has customs that are becoming more widely accepted and the bible says no no you really don't want to do that you really don't want to pattern your yourself and your ways and the customs uh, the way the world does and if there's ever an area where you don't want to do that it's in relationships it's in relationships. Uh, Hollywood doesn't do it right, folks. What they portray to you is not what is right. Hollywood doesn't. Social media is a highlight reel to someone's life where everything appears to be awesome. That's not real life, folks. Nobody's life is 100% awesome. And for a lot of people, you get this pattern, this behavior, this, this custom. And honestly, the world's behavior Behavior, the world's customs do not work. For instance, listen, on television alone, on TV alone, 91%, 91% of sexual encounters are outside of marriage. Outside of marriage. This is the customs and the behavior of this world. They are branding you with an idea that simply does not work. 
It doesn't work, folks. Listen to the next line. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform. This isn't you. This isn't a you do this. This is a God thing. This is a God doing it. Not you changing yourself. No, it's God changing you. He doesn't say stop doing that. He changes you. He transforms you, which gives you the power to be able to do it. Listen, God's not a God to be understood. He's a God to be experienced. He wants to do inner work inside of you so that you can live a different life you can't do that without God so he transforms you but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think then you'll learn to know God's will for you which is good and pleasing and perfect God wants your marriage to be good and pleasing and perfect God wants your job to be good and pleasing and perfect he wants your relationships to be good and pleasing and perfect and they will be if you will follow the right pattern if you'll follow God's pattern let me give you an example here to think about for instance the world has a way and God has a way The world has a way and God has a way. First, uh, the world's way. The world says, number one, you've got to find the right person. You're trying to do relationships. You, you go hunting. You go scouting. You're looking. You're hunting for the right one. And you go searching for that right one, for Mr. Right, for Mrs. Right. It's, a, it's like you complete me. I, I've got to have you. You're, you're my soulmate. I need you. And then the next step that they do is, is they fall in love. This is the world's way. You find the right person, then you fall in love like you can't help it. You just fall right into it like it's a ditch in front of you and you're walking through and you can't keep yourself out of it. You fall into it. People talk about falling in and out of love like, like it's just falling into something that they cannot, uh, cannot escape. They couldn't help it. Uh, I know I've committed my life to you, but I, I fell. I fell for someone else. Didn't have anything to do with me. I just fell right into it. That's not love, everybody. That's the world that's the world's way and when you fall in love the third thing is is you fix all your hopes and your dreams on them you put all of your hopes and your dreams on that individual so I put all my life into your hands and now you have to make me happy You've got to make me happy. You've got to complete me because you're my soulmate. And and you're setting yourself up for failure. So when the fourth thing, if failure, if and when failure occurs, repeat steps one, two, and three. And that's the world's way. Because then you've got to find the right person. And then you've got to fall in love. And then you've got to fix all your hopes and dreams on that next one. And then, and then when that fails, you do it again. And you repeat that again. Then you go out and you have to find the right person all again. That, folks, is the world's way. It's the world's way. That picture of relationships is the world's way. Let, let me talk to teens and anyone single just for a moment. Now, grow up for just a minute here. I'm not a proponent of the common dating scene because what dating is, is practice for divorce. 
Dating is actually, in the world's way of dating, is practice for divorce. Dating people say, I'm going to have a relationship and do, listen to me, and do married things without commitment. And when I ever get tired of you, I'll find someone else because that's my option. That's what I'm doing. It's my option. If I, I'll do this for a little while and we'll, we'll pretend like we're married. We won't say we're married. We're not committing to marriage. We're not, we're not standing in an altar together. But we're doing all this marriage stuff together. And if it ever doesn't work out or if I change my mind or if I fall into that ditch, so to speak, if I fall in love elsewhere, then I've got another option and I'll just go to that. When I get tired, I'll, I'll find someone else because that's my option and basically they've done it so many times throughout the dating life and it, it's so common to when they get married because you've done it so much already it's it's so common to you it has no stick it stick to itness we'd rather give you a biblical courtship listen folks a biblical courtship no intimacy before marriage flee fornication folks no intimacy before marriage. That is for marriage. That's the glue, so to speak, that will keep together. The intimacy is the part of the glue that holds a connection. Too much with too many. Listen, you unstick something that's sticky. If I take something... And I try to stick it against this back wall. And I say, okay, I don't want it here. And then I unstick that sticky tape or whatever it is. And I try to reuse it right here in the middle. It may stick for a little while. And then I say, you know what, I don't want it here. And I take that sticky tape off. And I remove it and I put it on over there and try to hang something else up with it. Before long, it's not going to stick at all. It loses all of its stickability. It no longer is sticky. It no longer can hold things up and hold things together. Listen, too many, too much. You unstick something sticky and stick it to something else. It's not as sticky as it once was. You take it off and you try to get it to hold something else together. It has simply lost its stickiness. And the world's way is lying to you. And it's setting you up for failure there's a world's way and there is a God's way and folks God's way is completely different God's way is completely different number one God's way you become the right person you personally become the right person you don't find the right one you become the right one let God do something inside of you that brings you something that you bring something to that relationship you don't just say okay I want this relationship to bring something to me no you bring something to the table God would you do something inside of me so that I can be the best husband so that I can be the best father so that I can be the best pastor so that I can be the best Christian. Work in me. You become the right person. We submit ourselves to the transforming power of God. And now I can, number two, walk in love. Not fall in love. That's false pretense, folks. Walk in love. Not going to fall into it. We're going to walk in it. Meaning love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. Love is not a feeling. 
Love is a choice. Love is not what you feel love is, what you do. It's not what you feel, it's what you do. The feeling is going to wear off. It's what you committed yourself to do. Colossians says you put on love. It's not a ditch that you fall in. It's something that I put on. It's an act of your will, not of your feelings. So I have to make that choice every single day. My feelings may want to go in a selfish direction and not wanting to love unloving people. But we're called to love. You put that on. It is a choice. So now the third thing, you fix all your hopes and dreams. Not on the other person, not on an individual. You focus all your hopes and dreams on God. You put all your hopes and dreams on God. And then fourth, if failure occurs... If failure occurs, you repeat steps one, two, and three. Which one, two, and three here are not the same as one, two, and three on the other one. One, two, and three on the world's way, you find somebody else. One, two, and three here, you go back and you again become the right person. This is the difference of the world's way and God's way. It's all about commitment, folks. It's all about commitment. Most marriages fail because lack of commitment. Lack of commitment. It's inevitable. No matter how good you are, no matter how much you love God, you're going to have rough days. And it's crazy how many people actually believe that relationships are disposable relationships can just be thrown away and then just grab a new one folks we live in a contractual world the whole bible is not contractual the bible is covenant based it has a covenant mindset it's permanent and i'm going to stick it out through thick and thin through good and bad people the world's approach is i've got options if this doesn't work out i've got options that's the world's approach and that will set you up for destruction it'll set you up for destruction God says never he says never nothing you can do makes me not love you nothing you can do makes me not go after you he says never will I leave you never will I forsake you that's the type of attitude you need to adopt in your relationships never will I leave you never will I forsake you we don't like that word never never is so it's so permanent never but God wants to bring us to a place where we make that kind of a commitment never never it'll empower you when you when you when you throw out the options that may be there you throw out those options you throw them right out the window never God said I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you we should make that same strong commitment somebody give the Lord a hand But we've been trained by common society that, that is different than God's way. We've been trained the world's way, and we see that. And, and, and we just think that that's okay and because it's so very common. Look at this Old Testament verse of Scripture. It's really positive, though it may start out. Uh, you might be thinking that it's negative. Malachi chapter 2, verse 13 through 16. You're, you flood the Lord's altar with tears. You're just crying away and crying away. My life is a mess and you're crying and you're crying. You flood the altar with tears. 
tears. You, you weep and you wail because no longer looks uh, uh, with favor uh, upon your offerings or accepts them with pleasure from your hand. You say, God, you're not blessing. God, where are your blessings? How come, how come you're not answering? I, I go to church. I, I'm faithful to you. You ask why. Why does my life look the way it looks? Why am I going through these problems? It is because the Lord is the witness between you and the wife of your youth. You have been unfaithful, it says. When it got tough, you got going instead of God staying. You've been unfaithful to her. Though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant, has not the one God made you? You belong to him in body and spirit. And what does the one God seek? He wants you to stay together, but you, uh, you also, uh, uh, not for you only, for you, yes, he wants you to stay together, but it goes on to stay. Also for godly offspring, you have no way to see how this impacts the future generation when you are unfaithful. It impacts the future generation. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful to the wife of your youth. The man who hates and divorces his wife, says the Lord. The God of Israel does violence to the one he should protect. He does violence to that one he should protect, says the Lord Almighty. So be on your guard and do not be unfaithful. I'm not saying to stay in an abusive uh, relationship. Neither am I saying to, to just stick it out if there's an, uh, an endless doing dad and, and running around and, and, and whatever. It's not, it's not an endlessly no matter what kind of thing. There's re right responses uh, to those things. But in our hearts, we have to be willing to be unhappy for a while while we work it out. It's okay not to like something and express it. But you work through those things. You work through those things. Listen to this. Uh, commitment means staying loyal to what you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in left you. That's commitment. You know, it's easy to commit in a, in a powerful Sunday morning service and you come to the altar and say, God, I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll do this. I'll, I'll, I'll fast once a week for the rest of the year. I'll I'll do whatever you want. I'll, I'll make this commitment to you. It's easy to make a commitment in the mood, but when the mood's gone, when the mood's gone and the mood has left you and that spirit that, that was so prevalent when you made that commitment has, has gone, then what? Commitment means staying loyal to what you said you were going to do long after the mood you set it in has left you because we'll say some stuff in the right mood. We'll say some stuff in the right setting. I, I, I've been to the altar with them. I, I, I promise, they said, better or worse, richer or poor, sickness and in health. Only one thing will separate us until death do us part. And we say that every time that, that we marry two individuals. Till death do us part. And time and again, time and again, they may say it there in the mood. They may say it there in that situation, right there in, in the mood, in the spirit of things. Uh, but suddenly when the mood went away, 
And the setting went away. They suddenly, it used to only be till death do us part, but suddenly some other options began to slip in. There, there were things for some that, that it wouldn't take death to end this thing, but, but maybe some, some, some irreconcilable differences came up. And, and you know what? Uh, death, isn't going, death is just too long away. Let's just go ahead and, and sever right now. I always tell people that are struggling before they get married, listen to me, single adults, uh, teenagers even people before they get married if you cannot do it now if you're in a relationship right now and I do this in premarital counseling you won't do it then if you're having issues and if you're having struggles before you say I do then don't don't why would you put yourself through that misery listen if you're not married yet and you're thinking about it you know we'll say till death alone do us part if you can think of any other reason in your mind if there's any other options in your head if you're going to come up with them say five years down the road 10 years down the road 15 years down the road let's go ahead and get it accurate now and go ahead and put those in the list uh, till death do us part and till this and that do us part as well if you can think of anything uh, and when we come to the altar and we do those uh, commitments and those vows uh, then let's go ahead and put them in there as well if you've got some other ones so that we can be accurate about it so for you it's death and something else just saying just saying it isn't easy folks it isn't easy or is it you do it the world's way, it's not. You do it God's way, it can be. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. <laughs> the truth is, I don't want you to endure pain. I don't want you to endure suffering. We need to be empowered to make our relationships great. We need God to touch us and transform our minds so that we can have awesome relationships and think about your commitments remake them reaffirm them to your spouse to your kids to your to your god important relationships that matter to you i know there's going to be a day when it gets tough and you can count on that you can Mark it down. There will be a day that you struggle in your relationship or with relationships. That's why commitment is so important because it's not a feeling. It's a choice. It's not how you feel one day or don't feel one day. It's the choice that you make every single day. Day. Commitment. Teams commit to each other. And it is a winning formula. Like it or not. Like it or not. And some people very much dislike it. But Tom Brady has made some commitment choices that has put him in the Super Bowl more times. More times than anybody else you can compare him to. Like him or not. His commitment to winning is there. And commitment, folks, uh, you have strong commitment uh, when it's going good or when it's going bad. When you want to eat the, the, the nice dessert, uh, when you wake up and you want to just turn over and hit the snooze, uh, or you want to get out of bed and run those five miles, or you want to hit that gym, and you want to build those muscles, and you want to throw some passes. Uh, commitment to the cause uh, is a winning formula. You have to be committed. It's when the going gets tough uh, that team that is committed to the vision committed to the plan committed to the goal they are the ones that succeed when the going gets tough the committed stick 
together. The committed stick together. Some say, well, my situation is tough. You don't know my situation. You don't know what I go through. You don't know what I have to put up with. You're right. And you say, I can't do it. You know what? I can't do it either. You can't do it either. We can't do it. It's, it's beyond us. Philippians 14, 4.13 says, oh, yes, I can. I can. You can. Because, why? Because I can do all. Even this hard situation, even these kids, even this relationship. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Through him that gives me the power to do it. I can't do it, but I do it through him. I do it through Christ. Through him, he gives me the power to do it. Christianity, folks, is not a learned behavior. It's a transforming work on the inside of you. And you can do things that you're not capable to do by yourself. You need to do them through Christ. For through Christ, you can do all things. And I'll close with these Five commitments that God has made to you. Five commitments that God has made to you. Some people don't like this because they're not good at relationships. Folks, get over it. Get yourself under God's canopy and, and have God transform your mind so that your relationships can be right. Somebody say hallelujah. So five commitments that God has made to you. And don't miss this. Don't miss this. I, I don't want you to do them. I want you to realize them and experience them. And when you do, when you experience them, you'll have the capacity to do them for others. You can't do them until you understand that God has done them for you. And because he's done them for you, you can then do them for others. And I hope you get this. He didn't intend you just to try and obey the Bible. He didn't intend for you just to, just to set out and, and try to do good or try to, to, to meet up to his standard. No, he, he, he didn't intend for you just to try to do that. He intends for the word to get inside of you, and that's what enables you to be able to do it. In fact, part of these happen when you realize how awesome God is and what he's actually really done for you. We need to become more like him. We need to be conformed unto the image of Christ. All right, listen now. He's committed, number one, to prioritize you. God has committed to prioritize you. Jesus' mission in this world was to provide a way for us to be right with him. Provide a way for us to, to get right with God. Everything pointed to the cross. Everything in Jesus' life was for that. He prioritized it. Everything pointed to the cross, to redemption, restoration, salvation, getting behind the veil of separation that sin brought to us, a covering, forgiveness with us, but now in us. His life was all about that. He prioritized it. It was his 
priority. You were and are God's priority. He's prioritized you. First John 3.16 says, this is how we know what love is. He didn't tell us. He showed us. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren, our brothers, our sisters, the people we go to church with. When you experience that, you can do that. When you experience what God has done for you, then you can do it as well. He did, so I can. He did, so I can. Did you hear that? He prioritized me so I can prioritize others. I can prioritize my wife. I can prioritize my family. I can prioritize my God. Also, he commits to pursue you. He commits to pursue you, to go after you. Listen, this is important. Some of you men and women, you pursued him and her like none other during dating. During that dating time, you pursued, you, you bought flowers, you, 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 you bought gifts, you, you went out on dates, you went out to eat, you spent time, you called on the phone, you talked to the wee hours of the night, you prioritized and you pursued, you were going after them and like none other and then, and then, then buying and doing and, and then you got married and you stopped every bit of it. Listen, your marriage cannot survive unless you get into a hot pursuit of that lady again. Come on, ladies should be amening right now. Get in hot pursuit of her all over again. Now listen, I, I don't wait until the feeling comes on. I don't wait until it's February the 14th, which is when? Next Sunday. And I've said this many times before, and anybody that knows me knows that I'm not buying roses on February the 14th. 15th, maybe. But the 14th, I'm not paying those elevated prices. I'm not doing it. Doesn't mean I don't care, and I'm not pursuing. I'm just smart financially. Somebody say amen. Some folks, maybe it's got to the point where you need to go ahead and spend that money on February 14th. Amen. But I've made the preparations ahead of time to where if I do or if I don't, when that day comes, I'm covered. So some of you ought to learn that right now. Some of you, man, it's February 14th. I got to get some flowers. I got to get some balloons. I got to get a card. Man, if you'd have been working up to that, you could, you could, have, bought, you could have bought them three more times. I'm not doing a marriage, uh, a small group this time, but maybe we'll do one next time. I'll alternate between the parenting and small and the marriage small group. But folks, you got to get smart about some of this stuff. Somebody say amen. You pursue, you go after, you, you get things done. You, it's not a feeling. It, it, it doesn't have to be, oh, well, I feel like I need to do something. No, you, you pursue whether you have the feeling or not. Even when I don't feel it, God's working. Even, even if I don't feel him doing things, he's still working. He's still pursuing. He's still acting and working in my life. And, folks, that's the way we've got to be in our relationships. You can't wait for the feeling to come upon you. Love is not a feeling, folks. It's a choice. 
Molly, I don't have to have that feeling to pursue her because that feeling is the world's way. No, I make the choice. I'm going after her. I don't have to feel that way because Jesus did it. I can do it because he did it. I can do it. Some of you know that God's been pursuing you. God's been reaching for you. He's been, he's been pursuing your life. He's been pulling on your heartstrings. He's pursuing you possibly right now. And you've, you've kept him at arm's reach. You, you've kind of been pushing him off. He's pulled on you the last couple weeks here. He isn't, about, isn't it about time that you went ahead and, and gave yourself to him? Revelations 3 and 20 says, Look, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's out there knocking. And you you go not now lord not now i'm gonna i'm gonna wait for a more convenient season a more convenient time and you come back and he begins knocking on the door of your heart all over again and he keeps knocking even though you're not opening up the door he doesn't wait for the feeling to love you he doesn't wait for the feeling to pursue you he just keeps knocking he just knocking and he's knocking and he's knocking he's pursuing you he's not gonna knock the door down and barge in on you he's waiting for you to open it up and to invite him into your life he's waiting for you to allow him he's committed to you he did it so I can he's waiting for you to hear his voice open the door and he'll come in and he'll share a meal he'll come in and dine with you as friends he'll have communion with him and here's the third thing he's doing He's committed to possessing you. And some folks think, man, that's scary. What are you talking about? He's committed to a sense of belonging. You belong to him. He considers you his very own. I'm not my own. He purchased me with his own blood. I'm not my own. I'm, I'm his. Listen to 1 Peter 2 and 9. You are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's very own possession. You're God's. Folks, I belong to Molly. Molly belongs to me. I don't have the option to make these other decisions because I belong. He did it so I can he did it so I can. The fourth thing he does is he commits to protect you. He commits to protect you. Some of those days, some, some of those storms that, 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 that come into our life and, and God's committed to protect you. Some of the trouble, some of the problems, some of the issues that, that transpire in your life, God has committed to protect you. Sometimes some of the things that come into your life, you've created yourself. Some of the issues that you have to go through, some of the problems that you have to trudge through, you've committed them. You, you've brought them on yourself, but God is still committed to protect you. Sometimes there's times when, when I didn't create it, you didn't create it, and there's an attack. And aren't you glad that when we're attacked that God is there to protect us? Psalms 121 and 7, the Lord will protect you from all dangers. He will guard your life. Folks, there's some mean-spirited people alive. It's fact. You ought to protect, not tear down, not take gossip as truth. We protect one another. Protect our spouse, protect our kids, protect our friends, protect our brothers, protect our sisters. He did it, 
so I can too. When he went to the cross, he died. He did that while we were yet sinners. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's the kind of commitment he makes. He doesn't wait until your good days. He doesn't wait till you have everything figured out. While we were yet sinners. He doesn't wait and, and say, no, I don't want to do it right now. And he don't wait. And, you know, we're, we're back and we say, you know what, I'm not doing this. I can't do it right now. That's when commitment kicks in, folks. When you don't want to. When you don't feel like it. That's when commitment kicks in. When, when, when we want to, we don't need commitment. When everything's great and I can't wait to do it, don't take commitment then, man, you're in, you're on, you're on board. But when that day comes, when it's hard, when that day comes, when it's like life smacks you in the face, kicks you in the gut, that's when you have to have commitment. You're committed because it doesn't seem too easy. Commitment kicks in on those bad days. Kind of like I, t I tell people, especially my kids right now, when they're thinking of college and careers and where to go and what to study and what to major in and, you know, what type of career am I going to want to do in my life. If, if you can find something that you like to do, find something that you enjoy doing, it won't be work to you. It's not work if you enjoy doing it. If it's something that you enjoy doing, that's not really work. It's not work then. You need commitment when you don't like it. When it's tough and, man, I don't enjoy this at all. But you're doing it because you're committed to it. You've got to have commitment to do things like that. When, when it's fun, it doesn't take commitment. That's when we stay committed. Uh, uh, that's why we stay committed. Decision is already there even when I don't want to, when I don't feel like it. Here's the last one. God commits to purify you. God commits to purify you. He says, I know you'll blow it. I know you'll blow it. I'll give you a way out when you do. God's not like us. We're up there. Are you serious? You're really going to fail that again? You're really going to be that lack of, of committed again? That's the way we are. How many times are you serious? You, you blew that again? How many times? When will you learn? No, no, no. The Bible says he delights to show us mercy. He delights to show us mercy. Look, so you blew it. He was actually as excited. Listen to this, folks. He was actually as excited the day you blew it as he was when you got it right all the time. For some of you, if you could grasp that you'd love him even more right now, that he was excited enough, even when you blew it, he loved you the same as when you got it right every single time. You gotta grasp that. God's love is unconditional. You blew it, he still loves you the same. You didn't get it right. His love is still right there like it's always been. It hasn't even changed. He 
loves you so much. He's right there. If we could grasp that. They blew it. They need me. They blew it. They need me. And I'm here for them. Ephesians 5, 25 through 27. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ loved the church. This is what he did. And gave himself up for her to make her holy. Cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. And to present her to himself as a radiant church. Without spot or wrinkle or any other blemish. But holy and blameless. That's what God did for you. Make room in your heart this morning for him. He did it so I can do it. Make room in your heart. God, change me. God, transform me. Let me experience the priority of God. Let me experience the pursuit of God. Let me experience the possession of God. Let me realize today the protection of God. The purifying work of God in my life. Could you lift your hands to him right now and just love him together all over this house hallelujah 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 when you do that it'll give you power to do it for others when you realize all those things that God did for you he'll give you the power to do it for others God strengthen us as we commit strengthen us as we commit to you Lord if you've just been dating God or just been trying church a time or two, maybe maybe even seasons where, where you're up and then down, in and then out, and you left options open. Yes, it was good for the time, but then there were options, and, and time came and, and took you away. Responsibility took you away from coming to the house of God. Maybe today you need to say again, God, I'm committing my life to and completely to you I'm committing myself to you maybe you've walked away and been away for some time maybe it's time that you commit yourself back to him back to him could we lift our hands all over this house right now and stand to our feet as we begin to commit ourselves totally and completely to him when I realize what he's done for me when I realize he did it for me then I can do it for others I can do those same things for others Jesus thank you your committed life to me I commit everything to you I surrender myself to you change me God I'm going all in with you